<laughs> All right, episode number three. Sorry, I burped. Okay. Off to a great start. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome to the Beanstalk Podcast, where we talk about everything travel. Sharing first-hand travel advice and getting to the bottom of real-life experiences in the hopes to inspire you to get out there yourself. Yeah, where we left off last was uh, our first stop on the trip, which was roughly two weeks, I think 12 days in Paris. Yeah. And, um, yeah, next move was basically trying to head towards St. jean Pied de port to start the Camino. Yeah, and I remember um, it was the first time we booked and caught a high-speed train. And I remember we didn't really know what was going on. <laughs> Uh, just the whole systematics of the train station was a, a little confusing at first. At yeah. least this particular one. And oddly, I haven't seen one that operated this way since. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. I, I guess it was just kind of rare that it was literally like three minutes before the train was leaving. They told you what platform to get on. And there were dozens of platforms. Yeah, so we had bought our tickets ahead of time, mm-hmm. and we did not see our, I think it was a two or three stop way on on our journey down south, mm-hmm. and our first destination wasn't on the reader board. Yeah. So, so we were like, well, where do we have to go? Where's, where's uh, Bayonne? Or Bordeaux at this point. Yeah, it would have been Bordeaux that we were getting that train to. From Paris. From Paris. And we had no idea if we had missed it or if we just weren't, like, reading it right. It just wasn't on the menu. Yeah. (laughs) Destination list. It wasn't on the menu. It wasn't on. It was off menu. That taste was very much. It was terrible. (laughs) So it's like. Well, they didn't even tell us we had three minutes. It just, the time kept getting closer and closer. Oh, yeah, that's right. And our, the name we were looking for wasn't coming up. And we were like, we're supposed to be boarding in less than five minutes. (laughs) Where is this? Where do we have to go? You know, we're going to miss the train. So it's a little stressful. It was. And I remember once the train, it showed up. Once it flipped. Yeah, once it flipped to Bordeaux and then told us what platform, we basically hauled ass to that platform. But then we looked at our tickets and it said, you're on this cart. And so you had to find that specific cart to board but it was all the way at the end of the train, and the train's long. So I was thinking, holy shit, we're going to miss it because we can't get down to the very end of the train. With now, like, two minutes. With, like, two minutes to go, I was thinking that we were going to miss the train. But in hindsight, and after traveling on many trains throughout our travels, we realized what you do is you just board the train and walk up the cabs or carts to the cart that you're designed to sit in. So Yeah, but there have been certain instances where you try to just board the train. That's true. And some attendant tells you no, it's not this car. You have to go, you know, to the very front and then you have to walk or run uh mm. to whatever car you're supposed to be on. Yeah. So which, it's a little tricky. You kinda yeah. have to fine tune it, but if you just, I would say, just don't ask the attendant and just board it like you know just what you're doing. Just get on the train. Just get on the train and head to the cart that you need to get to. Yeah. Then that way it's not rolling out of the gates without you. So, yeah, it was a bit of a TikTok scramble it to get on. But we made it and yep. uh, it all went well. It was a nice train, too. I mean, we loaded, you know, our packs fit in the overhead compartments and we like took a nice nap i think because we were pretty exhausted even just from being traveling for a couple weeks and sleeping on couches and floors yeah 
and then just roam in the cities. So it yeah. gets pretty pretty exhausting after a while. We were still getting used to all that too, and just that lifestyle essentially. Yeah. Not to mention the um, jet lag and all that was kind of you know head cut up. You know. Yeah. But then I would say. I mean, getting to Bordeaux, we were thinking, oh, yeah, it'd be kind of cool to check out that city maybe. And we weren't thinking for longer than like an afternoon. And we thought just like... It's like a few hours. We just thought the trains would run nonstop kind of to where we needed to go. Just frequently, you know, yeah. like it ran every hour or yeah, something. Yeah, so we could easily catch the train to Bayonne, which would be where we... You know, that was our next destination to get to St. John. But we were wrong. <laughs> yeah, it turns out there was, what, one train that went? Yeah, there was one train that not got Not even every there. day. No, not every day. So there was one train that went. We missed it. Mm-hmm. And we're in a bit of a jam. <laughs> yeah. So we end up kind of just wondering what to do and kind of start wandering into the city center and i remember it was weird there were a lot of hair salons <laughs> or barbers there were a, lot a lot of, of barbers. male barbers it seemed to me like they were pretty into their hairstyles there yeah which was right. cool but it was just like it's different you know you mm-hmm. don't see a lot of that here um yeah but i think that one of our tips, just from this experience alone that you're going to hear about, because it was kind of nightmarish, would be that before you get somewhere, figure out the logistics of it. Yeah, whether it's <laughs> how many trains you need, how often they run, yeah. if it involves a bus, or you know, if you, you get to one place, are you going to miss the next ticket? Do you need to book a night intern? Because of that. You have to find a hostel. Are you going to, you know, are you going to explore the city some more? I don't know. It was just, it really felt like we were super unprepared. (laughs) We're just like, yeah, sure, it'll all work out. And we didn't plan for shit. Yeah, it was was a little rough at the beginning, but we, we found our groove. and Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, so I think that um, one of the places that we went to was like a little cafe because we were wanting to look, you know, connect to Wi-Fi and do a little bit of research to see what our next move was, if we needed to find a place to stay that night, if we could find like another way to get, you know, down to St. John. And I think that once we got into the cafe, the smell was really nice. The coffee smelled good. Like the pastries looked really good. And so, and the guy was really nice and we ended up ordering a cup of coffee or a couple lattes and then a couple pastries and mm-hmm. just sitting down and we didn't even think but we didn't ask what if they had wi-fi or not and so we sat down and <laughs> we asked and he's like no and i was like oh All right. which in turn <laughs> we wouldn't have even stopped and bothered yeah so yeah that just leads to another tip is uh if you need Wi-Fi, ask first before you pay for something. Exactly. Otherwise, you'll just end up yeah. having to go somewhere else to and buy something. Buy else. something else. So it's just kind of a, it gets expensive if you don't figure out that a place has Wi-Fi first. Um, but I was there, and I remember we had eaten, and I had to poop, and so I went in to use the bathroom, and. I do my business, and then I try to flush, and the toilet was busted. And I kind of went into a panic, but I had no idea of what to do, and I didn't know how to communicate in French. I left something in your toilet that you're not going to like, and I'm sorry, but will you help me flush my big turd? (laughs) <laughs> it was hard, you know? And I just, I felt embarrassed. And the guy was really nice. He was really nice, and I felt bad, too. Yeah, it's, but uh... That was just one of those moments of, like, oh, fuck. What do I do? And I can't speak French, and I'm sorry, man. But <laughs> I'm probably... Yeah. In, right now, thinking back, I would have done something to be like, hey, 
come here, follow me. <laughs> Sorry. <Yeah. laughs> I don't know. It's still embarrassing even thinking back at it. Like, uh, but anyways, funny travel poop story. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so after we got done with that place. We basically were trying to head to the center area of the city. Mm-hmm. Um, just to, well, yeah, we were still on the hunt for Wi-Fi to figure out what our next move was going to be. Cause we were, the whole goal was to make it to St. John in a day. Yeah. Um, that didn't end up happening. So no, it didn't, but we ran into, uh, what looked like just a pub, like an English pub almost. And it was called cock and bowls. Cock and bowls. <laughs> And the funny part about that place is we got in there, we connected to Wi-Fi, I needed to use the bathroom, I go into the bathroom, and on the back side of the bathroom door, there was a little thing written. In English. In English, if at first you don't succeed, try flushing again. <laughs> I was like, ah. Yeah. How appropriate How that appropriate was 30 minutes ago. What I just went through. Even though it wouldn't have worked. But yeah, they uh, they had Wi-Fi, so we ordered a couple pints and uh, connected. I think they spoke English pretty well. I think oh, just because yeah, it was an English pub. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we started doing some research on how to make our next move. Yeah, and I think what we found out was that we couldn't catch another train until the next day. Right. If not a day after. I couldn't remember if it was, you know. A day or two. A day or two. But we end up trying to do couch surfing again. And everybody we tried came back with, nope, sorry. Or just didn't respond. Or just didn't respond at all. So, I mean, it's quick notice. It's like, it oh, was, by the way, can I stay at your house tonight? I know. It was really Giving short you, notice. you know, less than 10 hours notice. Yeah. Which I understand, but uh, that was a situation we were in. Yeah. We were a bit desperate. Because there was an event going on at the time in Bordeaux that all the hostels were booked. Yeah, that was the other thing. We had such ease with Paris and getting couch surfing requests and getting hostel stays uh, that I don't know why we just expected it to always be. I guess we were just used to always getting a place and like, oh, it shouldn't be a problem It was until we were there and, you know, everything was booked and then people were denying us uh, as a host yeah. or as a guest. And, um, you know, the clock kept ticking. It was getting later in the day. We just, yeah, it was hard to figure out the next option. Right. I remember, uh, well, the one thing with being in that pub, it was pretty cool because we were sitting there and it was just us at first. And then all of a sudden we start hearing yelling coming from outside and we're like, what the hell? And I remember, I think you went to go poke your head out the front door just because I had, like, my computer on the table. Mm -hmm. And then it starts getting louder, and there's, like, drums, and there's, you know, me like, people on megaphones. Yeah. And we were just like, what is going on? And so we both look, and there's a sea of people filling this entire street, and they're protesting Monsanto, which was pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah, it was, uh, went right down the street, right outside of the pub. and Yeah. People yeah, carrying, just, like, coffins, you know, and well, obviously fake, but, big you know, big and signs. and Just shouting and making all sorts of noise, yeah. making themselves known and yeah. marching in protests. It was pretty cool. First uh, European protest we experienced. Yeah. And um, I know that France does take their food and organic food and... You know, that sort of simplistic food lifestyle very seriously. Yeah, there's a lot of pride. Which that. is awesome. I wish our country was more like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, yeah, I think after that, too, we were just sitting there after the whole protest went further down the way. And um, then all of a sudden... People started you know, showing up. 
Yeah, the bar started getting crowded. It was getting packed, and we were like, what's going on? It was empty 30 minutes ago. Yeah, and then a big they pulled like a big screen down, and they had multiple TVs set up, and apparently it just became this like rugby fest yep. of all these students, it felt like, like or just people, like, you know, yeah, I would say yeah. students. Because we walked by the uh, the university later on. Yeah, that's right. And they were all just filling this pub and watching rugby and getting rowdy and drinking and shouting. And it was pretty cool. Yeah. It was definitely- so we ended up staying for a bit and watching the game. Yeah. Because it felt like it was just fun. Yeah, yeah. The energy was fun. Was that uh, spontaneity of like, oh, I guess this is happening now. Cool, grab yeah. a couple pints and. So we just that. joined in and yeah. watched, and I mean, we had to wait for responses, hopeful responses from uh, through couchsurfing anyway. Yeah, and then you know after the rugby kind of subsided and the crowd kind of dwindled, we found out that we couldn't find any place to stay, and so we just left and we're thinking of hitchhiking down to Bayonne. Yeah. And so we went and looked for a marker and looked for some cardboard. We found some well like TV dinner pe- or TV dinner boxes on top of a pile of trash and Yeah. That was a cardboard we used and we went into a few shops and the marker was kind of hard to find. <laughs> ended up finally finding one and Yeah. Basically wrote in French, uh, south towards Bayonne. Yeah. Um, and next was just basically trying to find like a main artery or a had, freeway to yeah. that was heading in that direction. Yeah. So the walk to the freeway we thought was going to be quick. quick. It was three hours. Three hours <laughs> quick walk. Yeah. And so we end up, you know, at the right place but we had no luck and i think the more and more cars that passed us the more people just looked at us like oh you're not gonna get picked up we're like oh shit there were a lot of like i'm sorry shrugs of uh sorry but i'm not gonna stop (laughs) yeah um so we tried that for what like at least three, probably closer to an hour. I'd say close to an hour, yeah. And then, I mean, again, the day's just going by, and you're yeah. like, we still don't know where we're going to stay tonight. Yeah, and I remember yeah. that was where we saw the first scallop shell. Right. So that was It was right cool. by the freeway, I think. Yeah, so basically... So that was exciting. Yeah, that the, was... the Camino de Santiago's symbol for what you look for to kind of guide your way is either arrows that are yellow or these scallop shells. And each city has different scalloped markers. And so we saw our first scallop shell marker um, that we had seen at all yet. Which were like little metal emblems thing, emblem things that were like in the ground. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. cool. So that was our first Camino. We, we were like, we're on the Camino. That's cool. You know, yeah, we're was... so close. To actually starting it. It was exciting. Because that was where we were heading towards to start was the Camino. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I think from there, we started walking just down the road, and we had seen a sign that said camping. And we're like, oh, shit, cool. So that was like, it was a relief at Yeah, first. totally. And so we start walking down this road, and I think we maybe followed one or two arrows that said camping this way or camping that way. We just kept following the signs. And literally, there were there was nowhere to camp. And we're no. like, uh, okay. What it led to, like, a, a bush. <laughs> yeah, one was like an arrow pointing to a bush. And we're no, like, uh, this pretty sure not. this isn't camping. Um, but I remember, I recall... My back, um, I had injured it several years ago, and I was struggling at this point in time because we had been walking for a few hours already and then just standing there, and I was, yeah, I was kind of hurting. So I told Carl that if he wanted to keep walking in the direction to try to find the camping, that would be great, and he could let his pack, you know, or take his pack off, and I could just watch both packs. And so I was sitting there. And like, then in turn two, I could move faster since exactly. I wasn't wearing my 44-pound pack. <laughs> yeah. 
And so I'm sitting there with both our packs. I think it was out front of like a apartment complex or something like that. And he goes off and literally we had no way of communicating with one another because we don't have cell phones. And the only way that we could have communicated would be that if we left me somewhere in a cafe that had like Wi-Fi or something like that. And then if he, in turn, would have found somewhere later with Wi-Fi and could have messaged me back. But instead, I was sitting on the grass, and he was off running to try to find a place to stay for the night. So it keeps getting colder and darker, and I keep getting more worried and worried that he might not be coming back and what happens if he doesn't and I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. There's no way with my back in the state that it was in that I could have picked up both of our packs and taken them anywhere. And I had no idea where I was going to stay the night. So, um, you tell where you went in your journey. Cause I was just getting scared and worried. Yeah, so basically I just took off and I was at this fast pace because I wanted to find something as soon as possible. Um, I mean, we're, what, maybe a couple hours until sunset and we still had no idea. So I went down one direction and trying to find somewhere to stay. And there were two two possibilities um basically there was a fork in the road there was one place that went to the right and one place that kept going straight so i just chose straight um and by the time i had gotten there they had just closed it was locked up there was no way in there was no one you know no buzzer was that the camping place yeah yeah it was just shut down so uh i was like you know and i'd been walking like 45 minutes at uh you know borderline run but at that point it would have been four hours because we had walked three or oh, yeah. three and a half hours and then before just that. waiting the hitchhike took an hour so yeah that's true and then you know it's so super frustrating i just feel like i wasted all this time plus i had to go back also at a fast pace mm-hmm. because you know the sun's going down so I make it all the way back, and I was gone like 90 minutes. You were gone an hour and a half, and I was freaked out. And and yeah. I was worried, too. I was like, I just left with there <laughs> to the entrance of an apartment place with 100% of all of our stuff and yeah. gear, and she's just there by herself. Yeah. And the sun's go Yeah. So in I make it city. back. Yeah, in a new city. Uh, so... Yeah, I make my way back. She's still there, luckily, um, with all of our stuff. And still. you, you came, luckily. I thought you had been like hit by a car, and like I don't know. I created all these just, you know, the mind wanders, worst scenarios, which is so stupid. But so I basically told her the situation that the campground was closed, but there was a sign for a comfort inn. Yeah, was it? Mm-hmm. Which was the the fork in the road, mm-hmm. and that was about the only option that I had. Yeah. So, so I mean, with with it now dusk. Yeah. Um, we just started heading towards that and. And just following started, those signs. Just started walking. And hopefully we were going to run into some. And so I think we started heading towards those signs, and it took us into, like, some neighborhoods. It which, was like a subdivision. It was, and yeah. And we were like, why would there be a hotel <laughs> in this, like, subdivision? Yeah. yeah. And then... It just felt wrong. It was weird. And but it's, we didn't have any other choice, it felt like. No, we didn't. And I think that it, we kept coming into different roundabouts too where it was like yeah the comfort in this way and we're like okay and then literally it was just road after road after like right after left after straight on this road and like all these directions and the the signs became fewer and fewer that we would see for the comfort in well as like the houses were becoming less and less and we were just going to a field what felt like no man's land no man's land yeah and then there was no sidewalk so we were literally walking on the side of the road because there's just a mountain field of grass to the right of us and then the yeah. 
delaying. At this point, it's dark. Yeah, it was dark. And we're just sure. like, we have no, we wanted to go back, but we had mm-hmm. nothing to go back to. So we were thinking we could possibly like camp out in one of the fields, but the grass was really high and it was like there were stickers in there too. Yeah, or it, was, it was just like you could not go into these It was fields. like a swamp. <laughs> For yeah. sure. There was like, there, you know. So that was like not an option. So we just kept walking. So and I remember you going. were getting pissed and I was just like, okay, well. We're going to find it. We're going to find it. And I remember seeing off into the very far distance, like, some lights and maybe some neon signs. And I was like, oh, my God, we have to go there. That's going to be where it is. And so we so keep finally running. there was, like, we could hear the noise of, like. Traffic. Heavy traffic. Yeah, or, you know, like, yes. fast traffic. So we're like, okay, this is, like, a freeway. Yeah, we're in the right direction. So maybe that's when, like, a glimmer of hope shone through yeah. the dark. We were stoked. And then I think we finally walk up this one street, and we had seen, like, a bus stop. And we're like, yeah, okay, cool. We're on a busier road, and we keep walking past it. And then we see a sign that says hotel. And we're like, fuck, yes. But it was completely dark. Yeah, but we didn't care. So we walk up close to it, and like a sensor light came on. Yeah, like big spotlight just shone on us, and we're like, oh my god, what the hell? It just made you instantly feel like you were trespassing and shouldn't be there, too. Yeah. Yeah, we were like, well, it is pitch black now, so. Yeah, we don't care where we go. Like, we'll we'll go anywhere. So we tried it out and went to the front door, which was locked. Yeah. But there was a buzzer, so we buzzed, and the door opened. We're like, yeah. And the guy was actually, like, surprised to see us. He was like, hello? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, he didn't say that. He was probably like, bonjour. But, yeah. yeah. We're like, please help. So we were like, are you you open or do you have rooms? And They were like, yeah, yeah, totally. And I think it was, like, 55 a night or something like that. Yeah, yeah, about that. Yeah, and we were like... You know, well, at this I, point, I would have paid anything. I would have paid anything. I wanted. I was so. To we hadn't had anything to drink. We no. had no food. Yeah. We've been walking for hours now, yeah. as well as just standing hitchhiking and. Yeah. We were not in a good spot. We were sweaty, stinky, really tired, and we were hungry. over it. We were definitely over it, but he said, you know. Yeah, we'll show you to your room. And he was like, what time do you want breakfast? And we were like, uh, oh, don't you, like, tell us what time breakfast is? He's like, no, no, we'll reserve you a spot. And Since like, you're the only ones in for the night in this entire brand-new hotel. Yeah, it was so weird. He told us that we were seriously the only two people checked in. And at this point, because we'd been on the hunt for so long, I was like, I have to ask. <laughs> Is there a comfort inn nearby? Yeah. Were we even going in the right direction? He's like, oh, yeah, it's just down the way around the corner, you know. Yeah. We're like, oh, so we were close. It yeah. wasn't like some myth, you no. know. Yeah, it wasn't some facade or ghost yeah. or whatever. But, yeah, he, he said that it was, like, fully booked, too, which I'm like, well, I which, doubt it. But I don't know. Yeah. You never know. I'm sure that was just to keep us there. <laughs> yeah, just to keep us. Which I only, wouldn't have cared anyway. I only two customers there. Yeah. But uh, I remember it was really nice. The rooms were like spotless, brand new. Brand new. So it we was, showered and Yeah, changed. he was really friendly too. Yeah, really nice guy. Yeah, so we showered, changed, and I think got a little nibble or something in the vending machines. And, and I was just eager to hit the hay. Yeah. Early. We were exhausted. Yeah. And then we got up when we said we wanted breakfast at 10 o'clock, and we walked down to their dining room area, and literally, like, the entire place was empty. (laughs) And there was a little reserved for our table of two. They reserved a table (laughs) with a sea of, like, a cafeteria (laughs) for for us in an empty room. It was... Yeah. And then... um, (laughs) I'm sure it's just, like... To be precise, I don't know. But they had the whole buffet laid the special out. special factor or something? Yeah, they had the whole buffet laid out. All the meats and cheeses, cheeses and, bread and bread and cereals. Jams and, and stuff. Coffee and juices and all that stuff. And it was a great start to the day. It was. 
was, yeah, for sure. But it was just funny because we couldn't have eaten all that, and we were the only yeah. two people there. <laughs> but, um, but they yeah. did have Wi-Fi, so we were trying to check out Yeah. what, you know, still trying to get to St. John, which we had planned on yeah. making it to the day before, which obviously didn't pan out. No. And so we were checking out something called Blah Blah Car, which is basically like a an, free ride, so. an app kind of for hitchhiking. Yeah. So you put in your destination of where you need to go and then see you, who else is just heading that way anyway. Yeah. So, and you could either ride for free or you can pay them gas money yeah. or, you know, whatever. Or if they just want some cash for whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think that you kind of like put in your name, if you're a smoker or not, if you got pets or not, how you many know, people, how much luggage and all that stuff. So, you know, you put in those stats. I think you might have a small fee with it too, but we found someone who was going to the same spot. She was going actually to St. John, which is, which was exactly, exactly where, we needed, to where go. we needed to go. We're like, yes, we're like perfect. Yeah. And she accepted our request. And she's like, meet us here. Which was in the center of Bordeaux. And we were like, we just came from there. I don't, at this point, I was not, I was over that city. I was like, I don't want to go back there. But it was getting us a ride to where we needed to go. Yeah, so we went back into Bordeaux and we... We caught the bus this time. Yeah, we totally caught the bus. But we get there and we're sitting there, and I think we had written her name on a cardboard or something with our new marker. And we were waiting for her, and she stands us up. She did not show. <laughs> no, she didn't. And the time went by, and we double-checked the time. Yeah. The message where she said where to be, mm-hmm. we asked people, is this the where we are? And they mm-hmm. said yes. So we were in the right place. Yeah. We got there early even. I think we were like yeah. 20 minutes early, or mm-hmm. if not 30 minutes. Yeah. And then the time kept going, and no one showed up. We waited like an hour, over an hour. We were there over an hour. Yeah. And, and so that didn't work out. And um, I think we even had looked into if the train, if we could still catch the train, but we had missed it. Yeah, I think we actually went back to the Cock and Bowl English pub yeah. to connect to Wi-Fi to be like, where are you? Yeah, and um, we didn't get a response. Yeah, it was just dead. So, mm-hmm. so it was a dead end again. So, But we were able to be in the city for a little longer and experience more of it. We got some food. We walked around, which it was pretty cool. I mean, it No, was, that's a cool city. It's definitely a cool city, but... We had wanted to have left already. So we were like, okay, well, where do we stay tonight? Because we already know the issue of what the hell happened last night. Yeah. Everywhere's full. The couch surfing's not working. Where do we stay? And so we literally were like, hmm, how about we just sleep at the train station? I think our tickets left early, too. So I think they left at like 8 or something. Mm -hmm. So we're like, well, let's just go to the train station you know, they usually have things that are open all night. Yeah. Um, we'll just kind of crash there, and we'll leave early enough to where we'll just wake up and get on the train and go. Yeah, and literally, I mean, we, we've we watched The Amazing Race for years, and they do that all the time. All the time. <laughs> They're just like, well, all right, we'll sleep at the train station. We'll sleep at the airport. We'll sleep here. And you see them sleeping on their cardboard, and it works. It did not work for us, so... A little different. Yeah. I remember the walk to the train station was kind of sketch. It was dark again at it this point. It was dark again, and there were people jumping in and out of whatever alleyways are popping out of. And shady, it was shady some little shady area. people. And I remember us getting to the train station, and we're walking in there, and there's this music going that's just like creepy piano it's like an organ it felt like a creepy phantom of the opera on the organ sinister music and we're going where did we just walk into it fit the mood but we weren't comfortable with it no 
And so we were walking around, kind of just being like, all right, I guess this is where we're sleeping. Can we find anywhere where we feel safe? And we... I remember there was one guy sketching me out a little bit that was just kind of eyeballing us. And I was like, okay, this doesn't feel right. And so we went down this escalator and we found a place on the bottom floor and we put our backs against the wall and we put our backpacks against the wall. So we were kind of like huddled on this wall to where we could see around us. Yeah. Because these, you know. We had a good vantage point. Yeah. You know. And um, we started playing some Yahtzee because we were just... Just killing time. Yeah, basically there for the night. And these two guys walk up to us. We saw them, well, they came down the escalator. They did. They were looking at us from the top of the escalator. And you just knew they were, like, going to beeline right for us, which they they did. Yeah. So they came right over, asked us if we spoke French. We were like, no. And then asked us, you know, what what we did speak English, obviously. And they start talking up, talking to us in English, so they knew our language pretty well. And they're telling us, "Oh, do you need some place to stay for the night? Oh, we've got a car right outside. We can put your packs in there. We've got soap. We've got you can shower. You can we can shower. feed you. You can stay at our place." And but oh you know, man, it felt wrong. The red flag was just flying up in the air, and I was thinking, "No!" Everything in my body told me, "No, do not go with these guys." And that's another huge lesson: is just if it feels wrong, don't do it. Just go do with your not. gut. Yeah. And that's where it was just, to me, I was like, these guys have ulterior motives. Who knows what they could do if you get into someone's car and, you know, you just, if you're vulnerable, some people can take advantage. And so, yeah, literally, who knows? And so I felt like it was good that we just kind of kept, like, we were like a broken record and just kept saying, no, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. Yeah. Until was, they uh, just Just left. stand firm. Yeah, basically. And, yeah, eventually they just uh, took off. They took off, which was good. And then I think we were just... Continued with our game. Yeah, I kept playing Yahtzee. And then all of a sudden, out of the corner of my eye, kind of behind me, I see a guy kind of staggering walk like right old, over homeless looking person well he wasn't that old he was young but he just looked haggard was it yeah. yeah and so he walks over to right on my left side and starts speaking just, to me yeah. in french and i'm like i don't understand what you're saying i'm really sorry i don't speak french and he just kept talking to me and I, yeah, I was like, why, why are people just fucking with us left and right? Why can't we just wait for the train in peace? Yeah. And so we basically, I just kind of turned my body towards him because he was right in, like, he was on the other side of my pack. And I was thinking, okay, please. Basically leaned up against the wall right next to us. Yeah. I was wanting him to not, you know take anything from my backpack or who knows so or run off with it yeah and i think he he then sat right in front of us at one no point. he sat against the wall and then like leaned his head back and acted like he was, he was going sleeping. to sleep or something yeah that's right i forgot and we were like okay well i guess just stay there <laughs> yeah. weirdo yeah but we just but, you know don't you know keep your distance too I just had to stop playing. We had to stop playing Yahtzee yeah. and just kind of watch him so he didn't take off with our shit or start anything. And then... So, and then at this point, like, the little restaurants and, you know, pretzel stores oh, and whatever closed. started shutting down yeah. and getting up their stuff. And we were like, is this place really going to shut down? Yeah. Like, what then? Yeah. And so... You know, then two cops walk up to us and tell us that they're closing, and we're like, "Where and we got to get out? Yeah, of where the do we go? Because they have to lock the main doors to the inside." And we were like, Girl, "Not out right. there with the shady people." <laughs> so weird 
Filipino guy next to us just bounces, and yeah. we basically head out, and they lock the doors, and we're standing. It was, what, like 10 or something? Yeah, I think I it think was. I think it was like 10 o'clock. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we and were out in front just playing Yahtzee again with our backpacks kind of. So we were like, okay, well, we'll be here, I guess, until they open again, which was at 6 o'clock. Yeah. They opened the doors. So I, we were sitting there playing Yahtzee again, and then out of the corner of my eye, I see this dude pacing right next to a duffel bag that he had sitting on a bench. He was, what, like 100 yards away or something? Yeah, maybe like 60, 70 yards away. It wasn't though. very close, but it was a little little ways. He was definitely in sight. He was in sight, and so I was watching him just pace kind of back and forth in small circles kind of around his bag. And then I kind of look over to him, and he's looking at me, and I'm like, what the hell is this dude doing? And so then his pace gets a little bit longer, and he starts coming. closer to us. Exactly. So it starts getting closer to us, and he starts looking at me with more, like, what felt like just angry eyes. It was an angry glare, and I'm looking back at him like, you don't intimidate me. Quit fucking staring at me. Like, what do you want? And then I tell Carl, and I'm saying, this dude's looking at me, and he's not giving me good vibes. I don't want, you know, to start anything, but this is kind of worrying me. And so I'm thinking, what do we do? And I had seen him as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, just when he was down the way pacing back and forth, and he was just make inching his way closer and closer. Yeah. He wasn't yeah, even just, pacing around his own bag. He had left his bag at the bench that was, like, still 50 yards away. I'm going, what the hell? And then he starts just staring at us with his pace and muttering stuff in French that we don't know what he's saying. And we're going, And what? it's a bit of a, like, mumbly mutter. Yeah. And like, he's pissed. Again, red flags. <laughs> we're like, what the hell? And was, Why does everybody want to fuck with us? Yeah. And so, yeah, I think after you had stood up. and you I were, stood up and went up at him. I was like, what do you want? What is the problem? Yeah. And, and I, he said, no, no problem, no problem. I'm like, well, like, fucking beat it. Yeah. Get out of here. And he's like, oh, no problem, no problem. And I was just. Well, then fuck off. No, you're the problem, dude. You need yeah. to get the fuck out of our bubble. But for me, I, I wanted to leave because it, it just didn't feel safe. So he just wasn't. You know, he wasn't back. He wasn't off. backing down. So we were like, you know what? The restaurant across the place had shut down. Yeah. Everything else was shutting down. It was getting. There dis- was a light rail that ran out in front of the train station. So we were like, let's just hop on that mm-hmm. and get the hell out of Dodge, and we'll just come back in the morning, wherever this goes. As long as this, I mean, around this train station, there was just way too much. Way too many red flags, yeah. and it wasn't comfortable. Yeah. Um, you know, you're vulnerable, you're out in the elements, and who knows who's, you okay. know, there's just too many confrontations at this one place within this amount of time where who knows what happens at, you know, past midnight. So we took the library out of town. We didn't pay for a ticket. We just hopped on, and if anyone approached us, you know, we would have paid whatever for a ticket, but. Yeah, at that we point. We just got out and rode it for, what, like 20 minutes? Yeah, I think at that point we just wanted to get to somewhere where we could just, like, pitch our tent and then just stay the night. And I think that it was maybe, like, 20, 30 minutes that yeah. we took it outside of town. And I think it stopped off near the university. Right, which and, felt better. Yeah, Because, sure. like, there's a bunch of younger kids around. There's, you know... It's not like a bunch of creepy who the hell knows is popping out of shadows. Yeah. And so at this point, too, I was willing to just, like, find a fucking shady area in, like, a patch of trees and just (laughs) pitch the tent or just, like, to lay on my bag and just fall asleep. Carl, you wanted the tent to be open. You wanted to put your shit in the tent. And so you had found this way this walkway that headed down this pretty shady dirt road which to me it kept that was freaking me out it was like sleepy hollow it was sleepy it hollow was, <laughs> yeah it's just like all you know we're 
in this fieldy area yeah. on the outskirts of this university, and there's no houses. No, well, and there's just field, open fields, and then there would be fences <laughs> and gates, and you're like, okay, are we in going into farmland? I'm not sure. Then we, like, turned off to the right, and there was this little open area that looked like it could have been camp-ish area, but it was just filled with, like, little shit piles, and I was like, ew, no. Literally (laughs) a bunch of poo. Yeah, so we kept going, and then you finally found, like, this open field, and it was nice because we didn't have to put on our headlamps and draw attention to us because the moon was pretty bright. And uh, we ended up finding a place where we could pitch the tent. and Had the worst night's sleep. It was <laughs> the worst. It was such a lurpy ground. And then we got in there. We didn't even unpack our sleeping bags. We just basically put, like, our yeah. legs up on, on our bags. And then a fucking big bullfrog was like, it, like, right next to my head. And I'm like, shit. How am I going to sleep? And I didn't. So that was fun. But we did end up catching the light rail back to the train station in the morning. Yeah, we got up very uh, not well rested. Yeah. To put lightly. We just we, I mean, we got back to the train station in time and caught the train. We did, yeah. So we were... That was our experience with Bordeaux, and we were really happy to leave, <laughs> It to was be a relief to get on that train to head to Bayonne. Which was the next stop. Yeah, which was, it was a pretty quick train. It wasn't too long. Yeah. And then we found out that Bayonne was basically shut down for the day. I don't know if we traveled on a Sunday or if it was a holiday. No, it was a holiday. I don't okay. remember what it was, but it yeah. was a holiday. So the whole, the whole town was shut down, and we basically just kind of staked out this little corner of a cafe and at the train station yeah Yeah. because we had walked into the town and everything was shut down yeah so we went back to the train station because that was the only thing that appeared to be open yeah and so we waited for our bus to come pick us up to take us to saint john yeah and we ended up meeting a couple of Ladies from Santa Cruz. Of all places. Yeah, we love Santa Cruz. We've traveled there probably off and on for a Uh, decade or more. I've been going there for like 15 years or something. I've had friends that went to the university. and So, one, it was a familiar place where they were from as well as they spoke English. And they just, just the energy with them and the last couple days... (laughs) <laughs> that we had it was very warm and welcoming and it was awesome. just a relief i remember so. overhearing their accents across the train station they were talking to somebody else and they had said oh yeah we're from santa cruz i was like yes let's go talk to those ladies so yeah yeah so that was pretty cool and we ended up making you know great conversation the entire bus ride there they were also catching the bus to st john also to walk the camino yeah so that was pretty cool because we had that in common and they were good friends and always wanting to do this and so it was pretty cool it made for good camaraderie after our last uh you know experiences with the locals (laughs) yeah no kidding just comfort us comforted us in a way that we hadn't felt in a few days for sure which felt like longer i remember when we got to saint john they were gonna walk the next day and we had planned on staying there one extra day so we had um just found a place to stay the night and kind of said bye to them and hopefully we ran across them again but we kind of parted ways there not knowing if we were gonna see them again yeah but yeah so that was our weird fucking experience through Bordeaux getting to St. John. Yeah, so <laughs> what ended up being getting to St. John that night turned into a two-day excursion of People crazy confrontations and <laughs> awkwardness and just lack of knowing what, to, what do to do or how to do any of it. So a lot of lessons learned. For sure. Really. I would um, say... But we made it. Yeah, we we made it through. Um, One thing that I had forgotten to touch on, which is also kind of a a tip, would have been... We had found out this later on in our travels by a gal who 
was using hitchhiking as her main form of transportation. She said that there's a website that you can look up. It's called HitchWiki, kind of like Wikipedia, but it's basically a tool for you to find where locations are that you can best catch rides from. And so it was pretty cool to hear that there is a tool out there like that and that if we were to want to do this in the future, that there is that resource that we can uh, look to to properly hitchhike, I would say, or to at least know how to do it a little bit better and where to go. And um, she also had mentioned that it's probably a good idea to, rather than say exactly the town that you intend to go to at the very end of the line to say what town it is that's maybe a little bit closer say like half hour to 45 minutes we were saying a town that was two hours away which is probably not the best bet for people to be like oh well that's two hours from here i i'm not going that far most kind of like skip your way down versus making it all in one go yeah because when you think about it most people don't commute two hours to work i would say they commute maybe 45 to an hour at the most so yeah just inch your way exactly so just in the next place okay now i can get here so so for all you budget-minded travelers, that is something to look into. Yeah, exactly. And I would say as well, kind of like our experience at the train station with that guy putting a pretty aggressive vibe out there, if you're hitchhiking, definitely play that gut card. If your gut is telling you something that you just do not feel safe, it just feels wrong. Something with the, well, the way the person said something to you or just the vibe that you get from them. Go with that because more often than not or almost all the time, your gut's going to be right. Yeah. And just be safe, you know. Yeah. So, Travel safe, friends. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, so that was our episode of getting to St. John. And I think on the next episode – Actually, the next few episodes, we're going to try to... However long it takes. <laughs> yeah, we're going to try to break down the Camino for you. And yeah, so we are basically at the starting gate for the French way of the Camino, and that's where we're going to start off next time. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything else you want to say? No, I think that covers it. The food, whatever my dad's cooking out there, smells really good. So Tacos. <laughs> I think uh, we're going to go have some dinner. And thank you so much for listening, you guys. We'll be back again next week. If you liked what you heard, subscribe to our podcast. If you feel inclined, leave us a comment or review. Tell someone you know who might enjoy to have a listen. And feel free to share on your choice of social media. If you want to know more about us or see any photos of our travels, you can check out our website at trailofbeans.com. We also have a Facebook page where you can follow us on our upcoming adventures and get updates along the way, which can be found by searching at symbol The Bean Trail. We'll be back next week. Same beans. Same pod. Cast.